G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Monday, we like to check on this week's political agenda. So we're all uh, up to date, up to speed on those things that are developing around the nation. And always a pleasure to welcome Dan Flynn, who's the Chief Political Officer at the Australian Christian Lobby. Hey, Dan, welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Great to be here. Dan, let's start with a really big issue this week and over the weekend the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has literally lit an electoral powder keg close to the state election which is now only less than two weeks away. She's declared that Labor will legalise euthanasia if they are returned in government. What are your thoughts on those developments over the weekend? It's a stunning development, Neil. Uh, she has consistently said that uh, this matter is now referred to the Law Reform Commission and will await their report, you know, March of next year. So she's always batted this off into the long grass. Uh, now she's basically, you know, caught the ball in her arms and said, look, yes, we will do this. Um, one can only imagine the motivations. Uh, it would appear to be... Uh, that Deb Frecklington's already struggling with the abortion issue, or that's the way it's played out in the media, and then uh, to throw Deb Frecklington another hand grenade of, well, what do uh, LNP members and candidates think about euthanasia? Um, I think that the Premier has thrown this to the opposition leader as a potential, um, you know, hot potato uh, to make things more awkward for the opposition. Um, but, look, at least now we know and I think that's uh, great to Christian voters to know that uh, this uh, uh, government, which passed very radical abortion laws uh, you know, in the last 18 months or so, now proposes very radical euthanasia laws. Um, and I think that uh, uh, should cause uh, the church to look very closely at the policies of the two parties and see just where they differ. It is another distinction between the two sides. But just let me uh, ask you your thoughts here, Dan, because if the Labor Party is coming out and stridently saying, yes, this will be uh, legalised if they win the election in under two weeks away, it must not be based on just an airy-fairy idea, although some of us might think that. They must have their own research that says Queenslanders want euthanasia. Do you think that's the case? Well, look, they might, but you know, when people say that they, you know, that they don't want, uh, or they might favour euthanasia, what they're really saying is they don't want their loved ones dying in pain. So people at the surface often are supportive of the concept of dying with dignity, um, but what they really want is proper pain relief in the last days and the last hours. They don't want. Uh, people uh, being subject to terminal doses or you know their loved ones being coerced uh, by certain relatives and medical people to to access this medication so there's a lot of confusion about it um, I think that also the premier uh, is uh, probably trying to be super progressive 
Uh, perhaps they'd look at the ACT results and the New Zealand results and they may detect uh, a wind change in their direction. Um, and uh, But I think it's, it is a political move and I think it is designed to create uh, confusion uh, for the LNP as they now will have to grapple with this and respond to this. As you say, in New Zealand, there were also was election, an election on the weekend, and we might talk about the ACT election as well, but, but in New Zealand, uh, Jacinda Ardern, uh, she's won power in, in her own right, uh, but they're alongside the election results, uh, and I think they're still waiting for results here. You might have some inside running here, but uh, they had a couple of plebiscites running too, plebiscites on legalising euthanasia and uh, marijuana use. So again, a left-wing government uh, pushing these yep. sorts of issues. Uh, what are your yep. thoughts for what's happened in New Zealand? Well, the, Jacinda's clearly, uh, she has sort of a rock star popularity factor uh, and uh, because she's so well known now on the international stage, um, she was unlikely to be, um, you know, uh, demoted uh, as leader. Uh, because New Zealanders, you know, uh, understandably love being on the world stage and having a, a leader that's up there with Barack Obama in terms of charm and popularity. So, no surprises there. Uh, you are right to say, well, you know, by uh, sponsoring these two referenda. Uh, on euthanasia and marijuana use, you know, there's a strong signal about her progressive agenda. We don't know the outcome of those votes yet. I don't think they have been sufficiently counted. I haven't heard any early figures, but they're, they're clearly badges that she is wearing going into it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't think it's a great development that uh, uh, she felt comfortable going out with that and that people have returned her in strong numbers. It is a concerning. Uh, development in terms of those uh, the values, particularly the life value of euthanasia. Yes, well, euthanasia, and uh, let's talk abortion for a few moments because uh, Queensland, with their election coming up, already has uh, among the worst abortion laws in the world, and uh, there is a a whole lot of organisations that will come out of the woodwork and will be campaigning, in a sense here, with a pro-life cause, uh, and they'll be supporting a conservative side against a, a progressive side, and uh, there's a significant ad campaign coming up from a, a number of groups that are joining together in Queensland. What do you know about that, Dan? Well, you know, uh, there are groups, the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, Cherish Life, uh, others that are very motivated by this issue, uh, and they have the support of a number of LMP candidates and senior members. Uh, interestingly, uh, Deb Freckington doesn't want to discuss this on the campaign trail. Uh, it's not uh, something that she wants to mainstream in the argument. Uh, but, um, you know, um, I think the concern is that uh, she'll be sort of seen to be far right or a party be far right uh, if she talks about abortion. But it is, it is a point of difference that she has said uh, she will review these abortion laws. There will be an inquiry set up. Uh, and that uh, promise is, is you know, locked in. Uh, so the fact she doesn't want to talk about it shows how difficult it is in the public square uh, to speak basically about matters of life and faith. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, a bit of a uh, concern we have culturally, and when we see that the culture uh, not accepting discussions of this type, we are then concerned downstream for the effect of that on politics and further downstream the effect on legislation. Uh, so Deb Cracklin uh, and her team are wrestling with 
a culture that's not favourable to life at the moment. It's very concerning. It is concerning, and uh, this pro-life issue, uh, it has divided uh, two sides. As you say, there is a real contrast there uh, between the progressive side and the conservative side. Uh, Interestingly, uh, while Christians would say that there is a pro-life agenda here, which overrides a whole lot of other agenda items that might be on an election platform, um, interestingly, while the Christians who are pro-life would tend to support a conservative side, uh, there's a there's an interesting mix that's developing in the state of Queensland, and that is uh, that there's a satanic black mass uh, that is scheduled for the night before the election, and it appears to be politically motivated too, and it supports the other side, the idea of abortion and uh, euthanasia, I mean, and which uh, tends to support the, the Labor uh, progressive government. What are your thoughts on this idea of a, Satan, a satanic black mass that's been uh, scheduled uh, on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland? You know, often the enemy overreaches, and I think this is an example of this, uh, this uh, satanic black mass, seeing uh, that some of the LGBTI uh, Newspapers, the Star Observer, are getting behind this. Uh, they're uh, speaking very favourably about abortion. Uh, so this, this tells you a little bit about where uh, abortion springs from. It, it's clearly a satanic uh, matter, a matter about which uh, you know Satan delights. Uh, and uh, you know the fact that it's on the night before the election, uh, they are uh, welcoming uh, the abortion laws being embedded and certainly. Uh, not reviewed. Uh, so the fact that uh, this black mass is on the night before the election, I think, should be a real wake-up call for the churches and for Christians and the mums and dads wouldn't want their kids exposed to this satanic material to know, well, hang on a second, uh, we may not even be Christians, but um, we should feel very uncomfortable about policies that promote abortion and euthanasia if the satanic uh, people are so excited about it. So Uh, hopefully it's a useful uh, red light, a useful uh, stop sign for people. Interestingly, isn't it, uh, that it has become so stark a contrast. Uh, You've got certain pro-death policies on one side and you've got on the other side a promise to review a lot of those pro-death policies, but there's a a glimmer of light of pro-life on the conservative side. So for uh, voters, I mean, I I often say uh, check out whatever resources you can. I know that there are some uh, resources on the uh, Australian Christian Lobby website, qldvotes.org.au, for people to be able to see where the parties stand on these issues. And uh, so qldvotes.com.au. Hey, I did want to mention the Australian Capital Territory. They were uh, at the polls on the weekend, uh, the culmination of their uh, month-long or so uh, polling there. Uh, What are your thoughts for the return of the Labor-Green Coalition in the ACT? Well, this is a situation where, uh, I suppose, Christian conservative policies have not prevailed here. Uh, In fact, it would be an honest assessment to say that they have slipped behind uh, the uh, Labor government here uh, pushed very hard uh, to have parents and teachers, um, you know, prosecuted, uh, facing criminal offences uh, for resisting agenda change in a child, even lovingly. Now, um, uh, despite the concerns raised, uh, the the government 
uh, has retained government and there's been a swing to the Greens. Uh, the Liberal Party, who opposed that dangerous uh, legislation, uh, have been reduced from 11 members to eight in a 25-seat House. Uh, the Greens have gone from uh, two MPs to five. Uh, so uh, this presents a, a difficulty for conservative values, uh, which are not generally welcome in the Greens, who will have an incredible amount of influence, um, you know, that they could possibly even uh, be the deputy leader of the government. They'll certainly have a number of cabinet roles. Uh, so it'll be very um, a much a, a coalition government. Uh, the ALP don't have enough seats to govern in their own right, but they've never had for the last 20 years or so. Uh, they always, you know, look to, to have a coalition, most recently with the Greens. And so um, uh, for uh, Christian people who have held conservative values, this has been a disappointing weekend. Dan, what do you think it might mean for the Queensland election coming up less than a couple of weeks away that there has been such a significant result in the ACT, uh, Greens appearing to be on a sort of a, a resurging, uh, you know, a, a movement towards uh, some level of empowerment here. Uh, I note that the Greens leader, Adam Bant, uh, is uh, seizing that opportunity to, to uh, push his barrow. What are your thoughts here? Look, hopefully it won't play out. Uh, you know, Queensland uh, is, is a, a state of uh, producers, a, a state of manufacturing, of farming, of mining. Uh, that's very different to ACT, which is really a government bubble. Uh, so, um, you know, in Washington, uh, uh, for example, in the US, there's, there's uh, no Republicans. It's all Democrats uh, who are the elected representatives. So you might expect something like that uh, here in the ACT, which we're seeing more of. Queensland is very different, and uh, I think the Greens would struggle to uh, beat anything like you know One Nation or the Cater Party in terms of minor party status, uh, as people think more about uh, their jobs uh, and uh, manufacturing, mining and farming. Manu manufacturing, mining and farming are frankly not issues uh, here uh, in Canberra uh, for the most part. Um, and I think, you know, probably 40% uh, of the uh, population work for the government. There'd be another 25% whose work depends on their relationship with the government, uh, you know, in ancillary services. So uh, I don't see it translating, and I certainly hope it doesn't, Neil. Uh, lots of things on the agenda. Let me just skip to one that is about sexuality and gender, where there's an article on SBS uh, that has attacked a Sydney ministry, a Sydney Christian ministry, for saying that LGBTIQ attracted Christians should stay celibate. Now, this is an interesting one. Uh, you've got a few thoughts here, Dan? Well, it's interesting, Neil, and I've had a look at this article. Um, what this is uh, saying, it's certainly a mainstream uh, Christian approach of perhaps you, you might call it welcoming but not affirming. And I think uh, most uh uh, Catholic evangelical churches would have this view that look they're very welcoming of LGBTI people in the church. Uh, they acknowledge that God made them, God loves them, um, and uh, the church would do anything it can to help these people. Um, but they don't affirm uh, the um, homosexual lifestyle as being something consistent with the Bible. That that would be the view of I think probably ninety five percent of the churches in Australia. Uh, so. Uh, this article, SBS, a government um, uh, outlet, as it were, uh, is saying, well, this idea that 
uh, same-sex attracted people should uh, stay celibate uh, and um, you know um, live purely before God uh, is effectively a sort of gay conversion therapy, harmful, dangerous. All of those statements are being made about this. And it's a great risk, Neil, because uh, if this thinking takes hold, um, uh, loving, orthodox teaching uh, you know, will be under threat. And uh, we should be able to say to our, our young people, our older people, uh, that um, uh, you are very welcome in this church. We love you. God loves you. Um, but uh, we, we cannot affirm that lifestyle uh, any more than we affirm uh, people um, engaging in sexual relations who are not married. We don't affirm that either. Um, now, uh, those barriers are under threat. And so it's important, I think, that people pray and people do everything they can to uh, make sure that their church doesn't fall uh, prey to this. And, you know, if need be, they get on the board, they become elders they, to um, have some input uh, into the governance of the church so that these values are not undermined. Dan Flynn, always good to get your insights on a whole host of issues and there's a whole lot we didn't get to cover today and uh, we'll be following through some of those uh, different points through the week ahead. Uh, Let me point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website acl.org.au and uh, with an election looming in the state of Queensland my encouragement for Queenslanders uh, to do check on the qldvotes.org.au website no doubt there'll be a link there on the Australian Christian Lobby website to acl.org.au but Dan Flynn thanks so much for the update today on 2020 That's my pleasure Neil, thank you Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.